everyone, it's me, not Sean Capri, Taylor, TPR, Trevor, all of the above. I'm glad you're here because you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the Ronald McDonald on the moose. And on our journey today, I'm here. Sean's not. There's not a lot of Xbox news, but Gamescom just happened. And we're going to talk about it. Ryan played Saints Row, and I'm eager to hear his opinion. So let's jump into the Xbox Drive. Bob. Greater than X. TPR, a.k.a. Trevor, a.k.a. Taylor. How's it going, man? I hope you are having, you know, a wonderful day, and I, I'm, I'm glad to have you on the show today, man. Thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, it's an absolute privilege, so thanks uh, for having me. Also, thank you for channeling, Sean. I mean, I know we're, we're both missing Sean this week. You know, Sean's, you know, doing whatever. He's traveling the globe. I don't actually know what Sean's doing. He just told me he was traveling somewhere this week, so um, I hope Sean's also having a good day, whatever it is that he's actually yeah. doing out there. Um, but, you know, you've got big shoes to fill today, but I know you're going to do great, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you about some of today's stories, especially, too, because there's some some of the Gamescom stuff that I know, like, you in particular would probably be very excited about, so I'm actually excited to talk about some of those things with you. But before we get into all that stuff, we got to clear the garage because, you know, it's dusty in there. There's dust mites in there. We, we got to get our brooms out and just start sweeping. Because that's just Maybe the there's thing. some asbestos. Needs a hazmat suit. Oh, no. God. We don't want, we don't want Heavy asbestos. Heavy duty gear is kind of... <laughs> okay. So, for folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of ways to do that. Number one, if you're watching the live stream right meow over on YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming. Or if you're watching the video on demand later, don't forget to like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed already. And then ding, ding, ding. Ring that bell to be notified whenever we put up new videos or whenever we go live with a live stream just like this one. Or also let us know in the comments below what you think about some of today's games that we're going to talk about, like Saints Row or, you know, Gamescom in general. We want to hear from you, so let us know in the comments below. Also, if you're listening on audio feeds, don't forget to subscribe to us there. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you're listening to us on those places. Also, if you want this show a little bit early or some additional extra content, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash carpoolgaming, throw a little tip in the old tip jar and out comes content, including maybe a new episode of Sweet Hangs later this week, so stay tuned for that over on the Patreon as well. And then last but not least, if you'd like an Xbox Drive t-shirt or another Carpool Gaming t-shirt of some kind, head on over to our merch store, bit.ly slash CPG merch. Well, without further ado, it's time to grab our A-Tracks, pop them in, it's time for the playlist, and we gotta talk about the games that we've been playing this week. So, Taylor, I'm going to start with you because you've got a lot of interesting stuff listed here and I, I want to hear about it. So what did you play? Thank you, Ryan. So this past week I played Mario Kart DLC with the Carpool Gaming community and also a little bit uh, with you. You were on that stream on Saturday and I also was. the week before, too, Saturday before, um, two Saturdays in a row. And also I played a little bit on my own just because I wanted to check out the tracks more in detail. I tried becoming a Mario Kart semi-competitive player for about a half a day until I realized, you know, I think I'll, I think I'll keep it casual on this one and, and stick with playing Smash semi-competitively with Kevin. Uh, nice. <laughs> but thanks. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many, like, competitive Mario Kart people there really can be out there because it's such a yeah. party game that, it, like, and a lot of it just comes down to luck. So, like, yeah. I don't even know There's how you can really be competitive at it, but sure. There's a couple of people, like a guy named BearUNLV on Twitter and Twitch, who's like pushing competitively. And apparently the amount of RNG is comparable to a game like League, believe right. it or not. 
So he's trying to make, a guy like him tries to make the argument that it should be honored as a competitive because it might seem like it's luck-based, but when you look at other esports and other MOB and MOBAs, it's at the same amount of RNG. So I don't know. But yeah. Nice. Other than that, I've been playing a two-point campus, but real-life edition, as I like to call it, a.k.a. back to college to finish my final semester of my undergraduate oh. studies. So, Dude, that's awesome. Now, we, we got to ask, what, 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 are you, what are you taking anyways in college? Thanks. So I'm taking a lot of upper-level electives. So I'm taking Intro to Glass Science, which is cool. Very cool. Really interesting professor and interesting class. I mean, how glass isn't made and stuff like that is on a surface level, seems pretty interesting to me. Um, I'm also taking rocks, igneous <laughs> rocks and metamorphic rocks. Nice. The scientific name for it is petrology, but I just call it rocks. It's just rock class where you just, you know, have yeah. rocks on your desk. You talk about yeah, rocks. Yeah, yeah. It's a rock class. Yeah. yeah. Listen to hard rock, you know, the whole deal. Dang. Yeah. And other than that, I'm also taking a metals processing course. I know that sounds really interesting, but uh, it's about we melt stuff and talk about melting things. So that's fun. Nice. And I have a lab and I'm also finishing my undergrad thesis. So. Nice. Yes. That's awesome, man. Well, it's good. I'm not used to to people going back to school, you know, in the middle of August, but I think that's just how America works here in Canada. Most people don't actually return to school, even college for college or university until like September, like the middle of September. Okay because of, you know, holidays and other things. Interesting. Um, but I always forget about that because I used to live in the States, so I, I remember going back to school in August. Yeah. But that's good. At least uh, hopefully you have a good, you know, rest of rest of your school year and you learn a lot about rocks and metals. Thanks, yeah, <laughs> just one more semester. Fun. So December yeah. I walk. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you. as for me, uh, I've been playing some games. So number one, I played Mario Kart with y'all. I won't talk about that. I've also been playing a lot of <laughs> games for the RPG cave as far as, you know, research. Um, okay. Been, been revisiting some Sega CD games like Lunar Eternal Blue as well as some other stuff um, for some upcoming episodes of the RPG cave. But again, I'm not going to bore people with that because there's one game in particular I really want to talk about. And that game is Saints Row. This is from Volition and Deep Silver. We actually, um, huge thank you to Deep Silver for sending us a code for it. Um, they sent us a code for review. Um, I will actually be reviewing Saints Row and a review should be up on the channel. Um, I'm looking to record it on Sunday, so it should be up by Monday. Um, it'll be on the podcast feeds and on the uh, the YouTube channel, so you can go check it out the, wherever, wherever you'd like to go check out our review. Um, and I know... You know, I didn't read any of the reviews, first of all, because, you know, we kind of have a policy here at Carpool Gaming where if we get a code or if we get a game um, for review after it comes out or after the reviews come out, we don't look at other reviews, you know, while working on our reviews. So we don't get, you know, you know, tainted by other reviews. So I haven't actually read other reviews, but it's it's been very impossible to ignore people mentioning to me here's what the Metacritic looks like for fantasy yeah. for fantasy critic purposes so i do know it didn't score very well as far as scores are concerned but you like know it. what taylor i really like this game a lot i'm actually i've had a very hard time putting it down i'm just having a blast with this game like awesome uh, ryan i'm actually someone who really like the old saints row games like saints row the third for example i think is an amazing game still to this day i, awesome. I love going back to it especially the remastered version that they did i think was a, a really great um, remastering of, of a, of a classic game. Um, and it's all about just causing mayhem and just having fun in this very goofy open world. And the new saints row is pretty much just the same. It's, it's a little bit different in tone because it's not as wacky as the previous 
yeah. Saints Row games. Like Saints Row 4, for example, you had superpowers. You could like run up buildings and fly and stuff. Yeah. But uh, in in the new Saints Row, you don't have any of that stuff. It is more grounded. And it's about it's a it's a reboot of the series where you're rebuilt. You're basically creating the Saints from the ground up. Um, so it's just showing the origin of of the Third Street Saints in a completely different city this time around. Um, it, it's a city that's based off Las Vegas this time around with a bunch of casinos and stuff like that. So um, I actually am really enjoying, though, just the act of, you know, driving around, the act of shooting, even though none of it feels amazing and the graphics aren't amazing, but, you know, just blowing stuff up is just super satisfying. Just the weapons that you have at your disposal are kind of wacky and goofy, but also just fun to shoot and play with. And um, you've got some really cool, like over the top, you know, um, like instant kill abilities as well as some other goofy abilities. Like you've got like a, an ability to light your hand on fire and then punch someone and they like fly backwards and get stunned. Um, yes. You've also got a bunch of like grenades and, and like smoke screens and stuff. So there's a lot of interesting ideas in Saints Row. And uh, it's also the type of game too, where if you've been, jonesing for like an open world game that has like a bajillion things to do on it with you know here's a district and here's all the things that you need to do to to um to fortify that district like this is your game because there's there's so much to do in this game and and it only progresses like exponentially as you play through the game as well because as you play through it you then um, can build like different buildings for the saints and each building will have a different pur um, purpose. For example, you can build like a, um, a waste treatment plant, um, which then allows you to make money off delivering barrels of toxic waste um, because oh I guess God, that's companies great. want to sell off those. Um, and then there's a whole quest line that's just devoted to the toxic waste dump um as well as you know different objectives that you have to take um do in order to unlock that mission um so it's just it's it's really interesting open world design that again just doesn't feel like it's like doing anything super revolutionary or anything like that but it's just really fun so i'm about 12 hours in i just got the game on monday which tell just shows just how much i'm enjoying this like it's been pretty hard for me to put this the controller down um but yeah there's a lot of glitches and bugs um, but there's been nothing game breaking or nothing that's really affected gameplay, which for me is, is like the, the best kind of jank, especially in a game like this too, because it's not trying to take itself serious or anything like that. So right. Saints Row is the type of game where it's like, you know, if I was to, you know, throw my review out here now, um, you know, before beating the game, I would say though, this is the type of game that that's really fun, but maybe wait for a sale because then, you know, a lot of this, a lot of the bugs and glitches, I think will be ironed out by the time uh a sale comes around for this game um but who knows i might my, my opinion might change after i've finished playing it so uh, like i said i'm expecting to hopefully finish it by this weekend um or at least i'm hoping to because soul hackers 2 is out on friday um and i'd like to put some time into that as well uh before splatoon 3 comes out in next month so oh, you're buying it you're buying splatoon yeah i might I, i'm pretty sure i'm day one on splatoon oh okay um, the yeah, test fire is this weekend too, so I'm actually excited to check that out too. Yes, I am playing that too. Uh, I also got a notification that my Last of Us Firefly Edition pre-order is going to be charged soon. So September is a lot of games. Yeah, and yeah. likewise, I got my Cowabunga Collection, uh, like Collector's Ooh. Edition, coming next week too. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming up to be awesome. excited about. But yeah, that's it for me as far as games I've been playing. Again, a lot of stuff for RPG Cave, and then Saints Row. I've just been pouring all my time into that, but. Let's slam the brakes on this conversation because it's time for some b -b 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 breaking news. And uh, if y'all wanted release dates or just news from Gamescom, 
<laughs> you're in the right place because that's mostly what we're going to ta- be talking about today. I had I, I had other stories planned, but I'm like, I don't want this show to be two hours long today. So we're gonna we're gonna mostly talk about Gamescom and a lot of stuff. A lot of the stuff wasn't just from opening night live. Um, we're going to cover some of the st- announcements from there, but also just some stuff that came out this morning that I was pretty surprised we got release dates for. Um, and we're going to start with the newest game from Microsoft game studios and obsidian Pentiment has a release date. It's going to launch on November 15th. There was also a ton of preview coverage um, from our, a lot of our friends in the industry. I know console creatures, for example, had a big, uh, write up about it. Um, you can go over there and go read more information about it. Also, I, I know um, Xbox Drive alumni Steve Vegvari uh, wrote up a preview over on Mobile Syrup as well. So I would encourage y'all to go and maybe check out some of these, um, some of the preview coverage for Pentiment because it sounds like it's going to be a really interesting game. And I know um, Bobby Paul, is, who who works for Console Creatures, he was mentioning that when he saw the original trailer for um, Pentiment, he was not, you know, excited for that game. Um, but then after playing the preview, he was like, he's like way more excited about it, which was kind of like this feeling that I had about Psychonauts 2, where it's a game I wasn't super excited about, but I'm more interested about it reading the previews. But what about you, TPR? Where's your feeling on Pentiment as a game? I'm very open to see what it's like. Um, this kind of announcement kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have... Any amazing thoughts from that right now? What I'm more interested, I guess, here's me deflecting. What I'm more interested in from Obsidian is to finally see what Avowed is. That's been one of my most anticipated games for a long time. That's what I want to see come out of the woodwork woodwork for Obsidian uh, sooner rather than later. But yeah, nothing much regards to Pentiment for me, but we'll see see how it works. Nice. I mean, as for me, again, this is a game that like, you know, I I was cautiously optimistic about after seeing it at the Xbox showcase over the summer, because um, it, it looks like it's more of like a point and click adventure and just very different from a lot of other games from Obsidian. Um, but I know how good, you know, their writing team is over at Obsidian and I'm expecting some great dialogue here. So, you know, with a lot of these positive previews, I'm it's definitely much higher, higher on my charts now than it was maybe a, a week ago, even. Yeah, um, I, I think I'd actually like to revert what I said about it because... After seeing the game, I forgot. This is what I first thought about As Dusk Falls before the game came out. I'm like, right. oh, I see this art style and this, that, and the other. This doesn't seem like it's going to be that great. But like you said, great writing can take a game leaps and bounds. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep it on my radar and not make the same mistake I did with As Dusk Falls and yeah. have it be a critical, outstanding success. So I'm happy. I hope it, I hope it succeeds, I nice. guess. Yeah, I hope so too. Again, as Garrett Bland points out in the chat, it's twenty dollars. So it's going to be you know a shorter experience, but I think you know with a with a game like this, I actually prefer that. Like, I don't think it needs to be too overblown or anything like that. So I'm excited to check it out. And plus, it's going to be on Game Pass, so you can't yep. really argue with that. But speaking of as dust falls, I have to show this off. So one second, I'm just going to scroll back here. Oh, Ooh. physical media is entering the camera. So Let's see it. Our friends at Microsoft Canada actually. Oh my sent god! This as dust falls like art piece. Um, this Jeez. was drawn by some amazingly talented local Toronto um, artists. So there are three of them That's that came amazing. together. I actually tweeted this out on my Twitter, but uh, I'll even hold it up to the camera. I can't really yeah. talk while I'm showing. For audio listeners, this is like basically a board games dimension of art 
custom art from a local Toronto artist, as Ryan just said, for As Dusk Falls. That's amazing. Yeah, this this thing is like super awesome. And I'm, I'm so thankful to our friends at Xbox for, for putting this together, for, for sending it to us. I know they actually sent one to, to me, Court, and Sean. So we've all, all got one of these hanging in our houses, but it's going to be kind of like in the background of the video. So it's a little bit harder to see, but uh, awesome I had to show stuff. that off at least a little bit since we were talking about yeah. As Death Falls. So thank you for reminding me. Now stall the people for a second, TBRY, put this back. Problem. <laughs> I bet you Donnie would, would love to have that on, that on his shelf. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not going to lie. I saw him tweet. He was very jealous about it. So <laughs> there you go. Well, next up on the release date shuffle, Sonic Frontiers actually has a release date. It will launch on Xbox One and Xbox Series S on November 8th. Um, this did not get delayed as people had expected, you know, with Sonic Frontiers getting delayed. Um, it is actually coming up this year. And uh, from what they showed in the new trailer from Gamescom, like I I feel like, and I said this on the live stream that Kevin and I did uh, while we were watching Open Night Live together. Every time I see a trailer for Sonic Frontiers, a new one, I'm I'm more excited for the game. I actually think like if they would have started with the last two trailers that they showed that they showed off for this game instead of doing like the IGN first thing where they explored the open environment, I, I think people would have been much higher on this game versus versus what we saw here. But did you get a chance to check out the new trailer at all, Taylor? Yeah, I thought it looked interesting. I'm keeping an open mind for Sonic Frontiers, and it's I'm not really high on the game. I'm not really low on the game either. Right. I'm just curious to see what happens. I think it would be great if Sonic gets another good 3D game again. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might say, oh, 3D Sonic hasn't been good since uh, Generations or Colors, or even if you want to call those necessarily not quote-unquote true 3D Sonic, but there are a lot of people who say Sonic 3D Sonic hasn't been good since Sonic Adventure 2 and this stuff. Yeah. So I wonder if Sonic Frontiers finally gives them back uh, what they so wish for. And I, I hope it does well. And I don't really understand the hate towards the game. It's don't, don't people want franchises and especially established IP like a Sonic, new Sonic game to succeed. Yeah. I never really understood all the hate towards it. Um, so I'm here rooting for it. Especially too, because there was like, I think a lot of that comes from just the built up rivalry for us as kids, which was, you know, Sonic versus Mario, who's better when, when obviously they're just very different types of games. And, you know, that's just the way I've always thought about them. So that's why I like both. So yeah. I, I just, I, to, to your point, I really hope that this is just the win that they really they really need for Sonic, where I hope this is awesome. I want it to be great. And I think it, I, I think it has the best chance out of like any of the 3D Sonic games we've seen in the last 10 or 20 years of doing this. Wow. So, um, but, like, you know, not including something like Sonic Adventure, I think is to your point. Right, right, right. A really good one. But I mean, it, it has a lot more promise than, you know, Sonic 06 had going into it or Sonic Unleashed <laughs> or even something like Sonic Generations too. So, um, Shadow. <laughs> yeah, or Shadow. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I, I hope it's great. So November 8th though, little bit of rough of a launch period as well because it's the day before God of War Ragnarok. But, that, for, yeah. but for us over on Xbox, the only other game we're getting that day is Skull and Bones. Because um, So for us Xbox fans or, or people that have Switches specifically, I think um, that, I think that's why Sega is okay with being, you know, the same week of, as God of War because, mm. um, you know, they might not have a huge install base on PlayStation that day. But I think a lot of people will probably pick it up on Switch or Xbox um, that yeah. maybe don't have PS5. So yeah. 
And I'm more interested in Sonic Frontiers than Skull and Bones. I, yeah. I do say so much. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I think uh, I think actually this just kind of buries Skull and Bones a bit more for that release date too. Right. Um, but, but yeah, we'll see. But next up, a game that, you know, I, Ryan Turford, I'm pretty excited about. Um, and they, they launched a two trailer for this today as well. The Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me, launches on November 18th. So this ends up um finishing the season one of the dark pictures anthology we know there's supposed to be two seasons so um there's supposed to be four more games in the series uh with bandai namco with supermassive um but this is another horror game in in the vein of something like the Corey or the other dark pictures anthology games um i've really come around these games where at first like the first two games like man of madon and little hope i wasn't a huge fan on but um house of ashes the the last one that just came out last year i really enjoyed um and the quarry earlier this year i know was a divisive game for some people but i also really like that game too so and everything i've seen about this one i'm pretty excited about um like it's a reality tv show um that that's in that's set inside like a spooky castle that's full of traps but then this like evil uh mastermind person has like booby trapped the the, the castle ahead of time and he's it, it feels like very saw-ish um, and I'm excited for this, but, um, what about you, TPR? I don't think, I, I don't think we ever talked about horror games. Do you like games like this? What do you think? So me with horror is an interesting conversation. I guess the, the short answer is, am, am I looking forward to dark pictures anthology? No, but on the greater context of horror, I kind of came around to it later in my life. Like I didn't watch alien until I was 16 and now it's my favorite film of all time. Ooh. Um, Yeah. But, like the same person because like that, that's also my favorite film of all time. So. Oh, there we go. That's awesome, Ryan. Nice. But g- continue. I, I cut you off. Smart. No, you're good. You're good. And I pl- also played The Last of Us when I was younger with my all my parents knowing that it's some um, horror elements. And I played Bloodborne, which was a lot of cosmic um, eldritch type horror elements. So I've kind of, and I watched a lot of the 80s slasher films as I've gotten closer into my college years. And mm-hmm. I've recently watched... Um, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 for the first time. Nice. Love those films. We're going to watch Heart of Darkness next. Thanks. Or is it Army of Darkness? Army of Darkness, yeah. Army of Darkness next, yeah. Yes. And so I'm kind of warming up to it in uh, movies, but in games, other than Last of Us and Bloodborne, I tried Resident Evil 7. I couldn't get through it. I yeah. was too anxious and scared. So I don't know. I don't think an Until Dawn or another super massive title like Dark Pictures Anthology is a game for me, but I'm gaining more and more interest in to try a super massive title. Okay. Probably would be Until Dawn, but I hope the Dark Pictures Anthology um, Devil in Me succeeds, but I don't think it's a game for me, at least at this point in my life. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, um, growing up, I wasn't super into horror until, you know, I was in high school as well. Um, like, I, I saw Alien for the first time when I was much younger, um, probably when I was like eight or nine, um, but I didn't really appreciate it for the film it was back then. Um, but then it wasn't, it, but then, you know, as I was getting older, I was, you know, getting much more into, you know, slasher films and stuff like that. To now it's just, it's one of my favorite genres. Like, sci fi horror in particular is like my favorite favorite thing out there so um every time we get a new game in that light like something like the callisto protocol which we saw a new trailer for this week and i'm like super jazzed for that game like um you definitely get a different feeling though to your point about like it feeling much more spooky when you're in control of it versus if you're passive like if you're watching a movie so i I guess i will say i played some of dead space and i haven't dropped off of it yet maybe being in third person takes me off the leash a little bit yeah and and the nice thing about the the super massive massive games like 
Dark Pictures Anthology or Until Dawn is they're all third person games as well in that same yeah. regard. Um, and they're also too like there's a lot of quick time events or you're a lot of, you're doing a lot of exploring, but you're not really doing a lot of combat or anything like that. Um, although I'd, I'd be really interested to find out what your take would be at some point of, of Alien Isolation, because I'd love to know what if you ever get a chance to play that, what you'd think about I, that. I might play it one day, but I just heard from other people that it's horrifying. It is very scary. It's one of the scariest games I've ever played in my life. Yeah. But it's amazing for as an alien fan. It's like the game as like a, an, an alien one fan that I've wanted my entire life. But it's super scary. Wow. So just you have to be no kidding of that. I actually might play, not in isolation, but I want to think it's still on Game Pass if I remember correctly. Aliens Fire, Fire Team Elite? Yeah, that's like the, the Left 4 Dead style game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't expect it to be anything groundbreaking, but I always enjoy me some more alien. Yeah, I, play, I played it when it came out, and I thought it was pretty fun. But yeah, you might have a good time with that one. Well, speaking of horror games, a new a, a horror game has reemerged. Dead Island 2 is back from the grave. It will launch on Xbox One and Series X and S on February 3rd, 2023. We got a new trailer for it, although, believe it or not, it was another CG trailer. And then, and then they eventually gave us a gameplay trailer right after it during opening it live, but it was like, very a very canned gameplay trailer where there was no HUD or anything like that and um you were moving through the environments very quickly so we still don't really have like a good sense of like what you're actually doing in Dead Island 2 um but I'm hoping it's not bad but uh Taylor where, where are you at with Dead Island 2? You know when I first saw it come up I was like um I was like oh god Dead, Dead Island's back like it's become a bit of a meme at this point especially with the leak last week it's like it's been however long since the first game, you know, and it's what what could they or and I guess almost a decade since Riptide. Yeah. And it's how can they what are they going to do with the franchise now? Right. Um, but honestly, from what I saw in the trailer, I think this game looks good. Yeah. Um, not. Oh, yeah. And they kind of tease us where I'm like, oh, great. It's just a cinematic trailer. And then the next piece of footage was, OK, now here's some of the gameplay. Right. Mm hmm. So, um, I, from the, what I saw of the game yesterday, I'm actually interested. Um, I don't think it's my most anticipated game from the conference. Right. You probably know what that is and it's coming up in our news. Yeah. But, um, it might be number two from, from the showcase. I'm very interested to see what it has in store. Am I going to play it? Maybe, maybe not, but it might get me in the mood for playing a, a dying light for the first time or, a, mm -hmm. a dead rising. Yeah, because um, they're all yeah. very different styles of zombie RPG or even something like State of Decay 2, which is kind of falls into a similar camp as a lot of these games as well. Mm -hmm. um, Dead Island 2 is a game that like I hope is really good. I know that the first two were plagued with with technical problems, and that was before Techland kind of became the studio that they are now with, with Dying Light. Um, but I am I can't get more than cautiously optimistic for Dead Island 2 only because of the developer who is making this, which is um, Dan Buster Studios. And they might be, you might know them from Homefront The Revolution was their last oh, game, no. which was one of the worst first person shooters I've ever played oh, in my entire no. life. So um, I hope, I hope it's a better game than that. And that's all, that's all I can ask for. That's why like I'm going in with the lowest of low expectations, hoping that this wins be over. Like, I hope that this is the one that one game that really wins me over on Dead Island because I like the idea of Dead Island. Like, I like the idea of like a as post-apocalyptic zombie RPG. Um, and, you know, the first two Dead Island games were just kind of OK at best. Um, and I'm just hoping that this one just is as, as good, if not better than those games. So, OK, we'll see. Cool. 
Yeah. All right. Nice. Next up, you know, I have to read this news story just for Donnie Reese. If Donnie Reese was here, yes. he'd force us to read this. 2K have announced that PGA Tour 2K23 will launch on October 14th with the Deluxe and Tiger Woods editions of the games um, getting a few days early access on October 11th. So I actually like the the, the PGA 2K games. Um, they don't really have like a ton of content, which is always kind of its downside. I know like I was on PSVG last week with Donnie um, and he was talking about that because that we had like a big topic about um golf games over there um and it's gonna be interesting to see how this turns out especially with a lot of players leaving the pga um but uh i don't know i'm I'm curious to see how this one turns out because again i think the the company that makes these like that who make the the golf uh channel games i think they do a good job with golf games so i hope this one's good as well but uh does golf do anything for you taylor what do you think no it doesn't to keep (laughs) it's not a sport i follow i guess the most experience i have with golf is playing Mario 64, Mario, sorry, Mario Golf on the Nintendo 64 online with Switch with mm-hmm. Donnie and a few others in the room and dealing with input latency on Switch expansion pack. That's my most experience with, with video game golf or golf in any form. But Excellent. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, it's not for me, but I, I hope mm-hmm. golf fans get what they want. And I'm a big fan of basketball and I'm familiar with playing a lot of sports 2K, NBA 2K games. Right. So coming from... I know the struggle that sports fans have with getting a good sports game, especially when they're on a yearly release schedule. Well, and golf, we don't even get on a yearly release schedule. It's every two years. So it's like, right. Yeah. yeah, It's been two, 2k 20 was the last golf game that we got. Okay. And then I hope they come back strong. Yeah. And then we're getting another one from EA next year. Um, cause they're doing their own, um, PGA golf game as well, which is interesting. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm the type of person like you, Taylor, who doesn't like watching golf, but I like playing golf games in particular. It's like, I'm like that with wrestling too, where I don't really like, I'm not into watching, you know, WWE or, um, anything like that, but I like playing wrestling video games because I just think they're fun, like more fun than watching them. So, and so that's why I'm actually excited for this one. Will I pay day one? Probably not because it's coming out in the middle of October. The last time we got a, a the, the last PGA game that we got from 2K came out in like the middle of the summer, which was like the perfect time to play it, um, which is why I think we put a ton of time into it. Um, but October 14th, it's a big ask, I think, with a lot of the other games coming out around then. So right. we'll see. But next up, we got to do this for all the Destiny 2 fans in the house. Destiny 2's newest expansion, Destiny 2 Lightfall, has been announced. It'll launch on February 28th, 2023. Bungie has also announced that they will no longer be sunsetting expansions for Destiny, meaning that from this point on, content will not be removed from the game to prepare for each expansion releases. They might still remove, you know, like seasonal events and stuff like that, but they're not going to remove like any expansion contents because each time there was like a, a new expansion for Destiny coming out in order to make the file size smaller for Destiny, they would remove an expansion from play. Um, and it doesn't sound like they're doing that this time around, which might indicate to me maybe, and maybe to some of the people in the Destiny community that this might be, we might be coming to the end of Destiny 2 specifically as we know it, whether that means they come up with a new client or if it means that Destiny 3 is happening at some point. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know what happens from here, but uh, do, you, do you play Destiny at all, Taylor? No, I don't, but I'm a fan of movement shooters overall and like, Games like Dusk, a medieval ultra kill from an indie developer called New Blood Interactive, and I'm a fan of the first three Halo games, which I've recently played for the first time. Um, and obviously Bungie made them, so 
How do I say this? I'm not a Destiny 2 fan, but I respect the game from afar. Okay. And I actually came into trying to get into it a couple times. And the thing that deterred me from it was knowing that Bungie vaulted DLC with no pri no accessibility after the fact, which really rubbed me the wrong way about wanting to get into it, especially with buying expansions and stuff like that. So yeah. this might actually get me into the game with the right people, knowing that the content I buy, I will perpetually have access to, mm -hmm. which is a big issue for me. Game access, game preservation on the digital front. It's uh, Maybe this is me being a little offensive to Bungie, but it's the least they could do. To, yeah. to let me access the content I bought, so. No, for sure. Especially as someone like me who plays a ton of, a ton of MMOs, like one of the things that's, one of the coolest things about playing an MMO that's been playing for a long time, like a World of Warcraft or a Final Fantasy fourteen, is that even if you're new to the game, you've got like 10 expansions worth of content you can go back to and experience for yourself and have a good time with. And, and those will always be preserved there in a way that just, you know, you can't go back and play the original Destiny 2 campaign when it came out. It just, it isn't there anymore. They removed it from the game completely, which makes me sad because I actually liked that campaign a lot. Like I thought it had a cool story and it had some interesting characters and I liked what they yeah. did with it. So it, it makes me sad that there's no way you can go back and play that anymore, um, which just like you, like it, it, it makes me just want to stay away from the game even further that, that you can't go back and play all the game's content. So right. yeah, yeah. I, I hope that this is a good sign going forward. Um, but I, I do think that this kind of signals to me that at some point, maybe three, they, there's maybe three or four more expansions of destiny two at the most before they transition maybe to destiny three or some kind of, some kind of new client that houses everything. Cause otherwise the file size will be over 200 gigs and people will start complaining again about it. Yeah. Do you think maybe the, acquis the acquisition from Sony has anything to do with why they're not vaulting expansions? And, well, I guess that wouldn't make sense, right? Yeah. Cause maybe they were vaulting expansions to financially incentivize people to buy the most recent expansion and get the most money. But if they kept their previous expansions available or available for sale, you would think they'd also get revenue there too. So I'm not, I wonder if the, I don't think the PlayStation really um, acquisition has any bearing on this, but yeah. this is just interesting that this came about at the time it did. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so either, especially cause like, I think this is probably something that was planned out before, before yeah. the Sony acquisition even happened. So right. um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's the 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 point of it again the the only and they i don't again i don't think the the reason was to incentivize people to play the newest thing i think it was just a matter of they just physically can't like people on it. don't have hard drives that can physically hold all the expansions because otherwise it, it was like before they started pruning the expansions it was like a two to three hundred gig game um let alone with the new content too it probably would be like over 400 gigs to keep on your hard drive at this point which wouldn't even probably fit on a series s at this point so you should be able to like plug in make it modular saying I want this expansion on my drive at this time this expansion and yeah. uninstall this one put this one on you. Like Call of yeah. Duty does because like Call of Duty does that but yeah. uh, with the okay. multiplayer and single player but anyways moving on I think this is probably the game you're most excited about but you know you might surprise me with the other one later but I know when, when Kevin and I were watching the live stream we both said to each other like this is, this is definitely a Taylor game I think <laughs> a gameplay trailer for Lies of P a Souls-like game starring Pinocchio has been shown off at Gamescom opening light live and the game will launch in 2023 and it will be at day one on Xbox Game Pass this looks like uh, like you're playing as like a robotic person in Bloodborne is pretty much what yeah. this looks like to me. I was going to say the amount of inspiration here from some from from software, specifically Bloodborne, is almost uncanny. The way it's 
your primary weapon here moves reminds me of Ludwig's Holy Blade from those who've uh, played that game, uh, the, the big greatsword. And, but if, if you told me the concept of Lies of P on paper, I would say, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this will turn into like another Lords of the Fallen situation. Nothing against Lords of the Fallen. It just missed a bit from, mm -hmm. from where it was trying to reach. Um, but after seeing this gameplay trailer, I am outstandingly interested. I will probably be playing this on day one. And this is now one of my most anticipated games of 2023, Ryan. I... I'm absolutely astonished and delighted to see a game so inspired by by Bloodborne. And Bloodborne is tied for my favorite game of all time. So nice. Yeah. This is this is quite exciting for me. It looks pretty good. I saw a lot of people talking about it as well. I know a lot of people are very excited about about Liza P. I think it was like the the like I saw that it was actually trending number one in the United States across all things. When it when it got in when that trailer happened um, on Twitter, so I think there's a lot of excitement behind this game, as Kevin points out in the chat. And even though um, I'm not a super you know Souls born person, like some of the games work for me and some of them don't. Like I'm more mm -hmm. into you know games like Neo or Code Vein rather than you know Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Um, I'm really excited to at least try this one out because it is on Game Pass, so I know I won't have to buy it or anything like that. Um, and we'll, we'll get it day one and. I'm I'm excited to, to to at least play this one and see if it's for me because if it is like I think it's going to be a re really good time and likewise for you you know if you're into this type of game I think this is like a slam dunk you know probably. I am into this type of game but I'm only 25 hours into Elden Ring and I dropped it in late March and I haven't come back to it since not because I don't like it because it was just so much a game so right. it's not like these are these games are my blood and soul um, but Bloodborne specifically just hit it home with me and I'm a fan of the more self-contained from soft experiences i think yeah yeah exactly all right next up this caught me off guard i did not expect this announcement at all but an asymmetrical multiplayer game based off the 80s horror film killer clowns from outer space has been announced and it will launch on xbox series x and s sometime in 2023 um it looks like like some of the team members who worked on friday the 13th the game are working on this game which is a game that i really enjoyed as like a, a friday the 13th fan um who loves all those movies like i loved playing that game even though it was also full of jank in the same way that saints row was it, it so almost felt, it almost felt like emblematic of the friday the 13th franchise because it is kind of those movies are just jank in a way but i just have a soft spot for them um so to see kind of this love put into a killer clowns from outer space game i'm like very excited to try this one out this was one of the my most anticipated games from the show because just how goofy of an idea this is and how much i want to play this but what about you because i know since you're getting into horror movies like what, what do you think about the this killer clowns game i am very i don't know if surprised surprised is the word curious about this game and, and how it pans out um I don't think it's necessarily on my immediate radar, but I hope for people like you, it it, it pans out. Um, so, yeah, I not much more than that for me, but it's it's such a niche. Yeah, definitely. Almost like the game is putting itself into the small pocket um, just to see if it pans out. But I, I hope it hope it succeeds, and you know, if it lands in Game Pass down the line, I'll probably try it there. But yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you're aiming even for even smaller than something like Friday the Thirteenth is, because even though Friday the Thirteenth is like a bigger genre or bigger franchise, it's not like yeah. huge or anything like that. Um, but it is bigger in the horror space. Whereas Killer Clowns, you're right, it is like much more niche. 
Um, but it also, I think, opens up some interesting gameplay possibilities as well because there are three clowns instead of just Jason this time around. Um, so I'm curious to know like how their their abilities are going to differ from each other. Um, or each other. Yeah, or even like how they, what it's going to play like to be like one of the civilians trying to get away from them. So I'm curious to know more about this game. And, and I know like, I think there's an open beta coming before the end of the year. So I'm going to try and get into that and oh. find out more because I'm excited yeah, for this game. Next up, um, we got a new game announcement from Quantic Dream. They announced their new game, Under the Waves. It's an underwater narrative adventure. It will be released sometime in 2023 on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. So their, their three-game deal with Sony is over, and now Quantic Dream is making games multi-platform. And uh, I love the idea behind this because we don't get a lot of like underwater games in particular, like this one just looks like your, your quantic dream affair uh, where it's like your very like point and click adventure style where you're walking around and interacting with stuff kind of in the same, same vein as, you know, the gameplay we talked about with dark pictures anthology games, um, but it's not going to be a horror game by the sounds of it. And it looks, it looks interesting. Like I, I like the idea of this. Maybe it'll be like, you know, the 1980s movie, the abyss where there, maybe there's aliens under the water or something like that. Cause it, it they showed off in the trailer that there's going to be some like, fantastical moments that are happening as well so it sounds to me like there's some kind of like supernatural element at play here um and i'm curious to know what else there there is going on with this game i like quantic dreams games though um and that style of game but i know they're not for everyone and uh, i don't know if, if they're for you taylor what do you think yeah quantic dream i haven't really played their games that much i'm not a big fan of the not necessarily point and click but dialogue type games like i'm not a big telltale games guy or a quantic dream type uh games guy um but i'm um, underwater games sound cool you know mm -hmm. the last really interesting narrative-based underwater adventure maybe if you want to buy bioshock comes to mind i know it's different mm -hmm. a very different type of game but in terms of an underwater setting here um games have done have done cool things with it in the past and i i hope they do good things with it here yeah. So, and they're no, they've been known for their writing. Like I've heard of all the different branching paths in Detroit Become Human. Yeah. And and those games. So I hope it succeeds. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm expecting more of that as well. And I just I hope this one's good. Again, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also just excited that their games are coming to Xbox. Like even though we're not, I don't think right. getting the, any of their games from their back catalog on Xbox anytime soon. I am excited that at least we're getting you know their newest newest game on xbox um because again they've been you know stuck on playstation for so long it's cool to see them over here on the green side but then last game i wanted to talk about from gamescom um again we, we didn't decide not to go through every single game at gamescom for the sake of time here but this last one i wanted to bring up because i know like Kevin and I were really excited about this one during the showcase, and I'm curious on your take on this one, uh, TPR. The Surge okay. developer Deck 13 have announced their new game, Atlas Fallen, a new action RPG set in a vast desert on an unknown planet. It'll launch on Xbox Series X and S sometime in 2023. I think this game looks pretty awesome. Like, there's, like, it, there, there's sandworms and a bunch of other, like, creatures that you have to fight, and it just looks like a fast action RPG, action RPG, like, I think this game looks really dope. And even though I didn't really love the surge for, you know, because I, I don't really love, didn't really love their take on like the souls born genre. I'm curious to know how this one's going to play, but I want to know from you since I talked about it a lot yesterday with Kevin, what do you, what do you think about this TPR? Yeah. So I think it looks extremely interesting. I also was not a fan of 
either of the Surge games coming from Deck 13. So in terms of managing my expectations, I'm not expecting this to be anything better than a good game, but the setting to me is way more interesting than the Surge games. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really cool stuff you could do with uh, desert planets, explore your own version of a Tatooine type deal if you if you could. Um, and I just, I'm keeping an eye out for the setting alone. So if it does well, I might hop on it, but um, I don't think I'm going to get on a day one, but I, I hope it, it pans out eventually and I'm keeping it on my radar. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm also excited about this one. I don't know if it's also day one. I kind of want to know a little bit more about the game here, but uh, I, re I really like that game too. So I'm excited to learn more about it. Hopefully sometime next year we'll get uh, like a, a deeper dive on this game. But uh, it, it was pretty cool. But all in all, to kind of round out our games comp talk, we actually got two questions this week that are pretty much asking the same thing. We're going to start with the most famous of all Seamus's, Famous Seamus, who asks, favorite game from Gamescom opening night? And then biggest surprise. And the Muffin Mon, a.k.a. Kevin Ainsworth, says, yes, hi, question for my co-host Taylor. How could you keep it a secret from your own podcast network that you're going on the Xbox Drive? The end by like an hour before he sent this message. It's <laughs> true. He's not wrong about that. In all seriousness, no. What was your favorite game shown off at Gamescom now that we are 24 hours out? So folks want to know what our favorite game was here. I'm assuming yours is Life of P, right? Or Lies of P, right? No, Ryan. Actually, my favorite game here definitely has to be Killer Clowns from... No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's Lies of P. Yeah. Lies of P takes the cake, no question. I am eager to see this game release and play it. For a second there, I thought you were going to troll me and say the Dune MMO that we saw, which I also thought looked <laughs> really interesting, but it's not. we don't know if it's coming to Xbox, so that's why we didn't you know, round that up okay. in the stories here. Um, yeah, as for me, honestly, you know, you joked about it, but I think between Sonic Frontiers and Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I think those were the two games. No hate, no hate. It's just not a me type of game, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, or, or the other one um, that, I didn't, that I mentioned earlier, Callisto Protocol as well. But, I mean, duh. Of course, I'm excited about that game, too. But. Really wondering if that gets delish. That's what I mean. That's what I've been joking about with Sean, because, you know, we've been talking about Fantasy Critic a lot, of course. Yeah. And uh, it's set for December 9th, so if it gets delayed by three weeks, even, it's it's a 2023 game at that point. So um, it's, it's ineligible for Fantasy Critic. So it's a little bit of a risk, maybe, to pick that one for Fantasy Critic. But, so yeah. it pans out, yeah. Uh, but then, biggest surprise, I think, you know, biggest surprise, obviously, is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I, again, had no idea that was coming. I know people had mentioned that, you know, in the Jeff Grubb Discord that Jeff Grubb had talked about that it, that's actually a game that existed. But, of course, I'm, you know, not keeping up with everything Jeff Grubb says. So I was very, very shocked to see that game there. So that's definitely my biggest surprise with Killer Clowns. And it actually looking like a game that is going to be fun to play. But, yep. Yeah. All right, well, let's set some of our friends into the car with us. It is time for the carpool. And we're going to start once again with the most famous of all Seamus's famous Seamus, who has a second follow-up question for us. He says, a few weeks ago, the Dead by Daylight developers released a dating sim called Hooked on You. If you could choose what Xbox series would you like to have a dating simulator spinoff? So to give you time to think about this one, um, the one that I came up with was Diablo. I think Diablo would be just in the same vein as Dead by Daylight. I think it would be just funny to do like a Diablo dating sim. Uh, just like you could date any one of the six character classes 
um, that are from Diablo. Um, and you're trying, you're like a protagonist, like a, just a nameless protagonist. And you're trying to, you know, date one of the six protagonists from Diablo while all while trying to avoid Diablo and the other immortal creatures from murdering you. But I need to know what you think about, about this Taylor. You know, it took me a while to think of all the actual franchises that Xbox now owns between all their acquisitions recently. And I think it would be really funny to see a Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> Conker's Bad Fur Day. Okay, so are you are you playing as Conker and dating other characters, or are you or is Conker one of the characters that you can date? What, how is this going to work? What if you could play as a number of characters, including Conker, almost like picking your character in, in some Sonic games, and uh, then you go from there. Different, different. Sto- um, not story, but dating paths depending on which character you choose at the chart at the start of the game okay and uh yeah it'll be really f- <laughs> i hope it'll be funny hopefully not too offensive uh but <laughs> but yeah i think that would be hilarious and i'd love to see it nice that's uh <laughs> that's totally that's way more out there than my idea so i, I you'd <laughs> love to see it all right next yeah. up nagachaka on the Discord asks, as a longtime listener, but first time Xbox owner, which by the way, Nagashaka mentioned in the Discord, he had put up a, a whole PowerPoint presentation to convince his wife to let him buy an Xbox and, he, and it worked. He has an Xbox now. So now yes. that he's a new Xbox owner, what games would you recommend that I play first on Xbox besides Nero Automata and Near Replicant? Now, we already know at this point that people in the Discord have actually been responding to Nagachaka all day with different suggestions. So um, I, I tried not to pull from any of those from my suggestions. Um, but obviously, you know, I think, you know, as an Xbox owner, if you've never played the Halo games or the Gears games, you should. I mean, yep. they're great. And they're very, they're, I mean, they're very true to the spirit of Xbox. So, I mean, you should play at least one of them if you've never played any of them before, whether it's starting with Gears Ultimate or, or just Halo right. 1 um, and going from there or just any of the Forza games in particular, um, and going from there. But uh, again, those are the boring answers. So I want to hear from you, uh, TPR. What do you think? I don't think anyone mentioned this yet. And if they did, um, maybe this is just me being unlucky. But I think Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, is an excellent game to play on your Xbox. It got a 60 FPS pat- patch recently. I think the 60 FPS also applies to Series S. Just, It's just not. Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay, quite up to par for the Series X in terms of resolution and output. Yeah, it's only but, 1080p, but it'll still play yeah. at 60 frames. What an excellent game. I've played about three and a half hours of it um, for the first time a few months ago and play with headphones on. It is a game like no other, both disturbing, engaging, fun, and beautiful. It is quite an amazing example of what games as an art form can do. And I think it is most optimized in the console space on Xbox. So I highly recommend Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Nagachaka. That's a really good one. I totally forgot about Hellblade, but I love that game too uh, when it came out. Like I remember platinuming it on, on PlayStation and then when it came to Xbox, I got the thousand gamer score there too because I really like that game too. So, and yeah, definitely if you're going to play it for the first time, Nagachaka, the game tells you to wear headphones. Do not ignore that advice. Like yes. with headphones, it's way better if you do. Um, and then our second last question of the week, because we actually got a question from the chat that I'm going to read in just a second, comes to us from Blaze Knight, who says, you get to design an ultimate Xbox crossover game featuring a major character from each Xbox first party IP. What type of game would it be and who would be some of the headliner characters? Be sure to include the upcoming Activision Blizzard IPs in your game as well. So before I throw it to you, because I'm actually pretty sure you're probably... 
kind of have, have an idea as to what you're going to say to this. Um, so I'm going to pitch a different type of game than the one you're okay. going to pitch, or the, at least the one I'm assuming you're going to pitch. And that, I'm going to say, on the topic of golf games, I think we need an Xbox uh, crossover golf game like Mario Golf, where you get to call just Xbox Golf, or you even they could use even do it under the Fusion Frenzy moniker and just call it Fusion Frenzy Golf, um, where then you can bring in you know Joanna Dark, Master Chief, Marcus Phoenix, um, Doom Guy, Tracer, Sylvanas from from World of Warcraft, and a bunch of other characters to hit the links and play some golf games. So I think that I think that would be. I think that'd be fun. I think it would be like very different from what you'd normally expect from a Microsoft crossover game. Um, and I think just golf is just a fun and interesting game. If you do it correctly, especially cause they could do like, they could have it be mini golf instead of normal golf, which everyone knows mini golf is the superior version of golf. But Taylor, how about you? What do you think? I'm going to hit you with a curveball here, Ryan. Oh. And you probably thought I was going to say smash or something, right? But nope, that's not my answer. Um, as I've alluded to before, I'm a big FPS fan, and I think an Xbox game, like type game, sorry, type Unreal Tournament Ooh. Xbox crossover would be extremely cool, where each Xbox character has their own different uh, powers and abilities, almost like, I'm not a big fan of hero shooters, but each um, character in Overwatch, for example, has their specific abilities and stuff like that. Mm. You had an arena Xbox Unreal Tournament game where... Each character had their own powers, you know, Banjo, Doom Guy, Master Chief, uh, Call, <laughs> Call of Duty protagonist, <laughs> um, uh, Senua, even, yeah, even characters who aren't even, who aren't FPS or aren't shooter by default, like Marcus Phoenix would be in there too, um, but include people like Senua, mm-hmm. like, hell, even Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. It would be so cool to oh see God. characters that aren't usual usually built into shooters to get moves and head it off in an arena environment and cross play with PC and it would be fantastic and I'm here for it. I'm very and excited to find out what Spyro the Dragon's abilities are going to be in this game and how, how you control Spyro the Dragon in first person. Who knows? That's up to uh, Phil and the boys. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We just come up with the concepts. They're the ones that have to lay out the groundwork. Um, and then final question comes from the chat from Sean Cabrini. You mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to, you know, he asked, so I have to bring it up. Uh, question for the podcast. Does Taylor provide an update for Halo? Uh, and if so, why haven't you played Halo Reach yet? What's going on? Where, where are you in your Halo journey, Taylor? I beat Halo 3. ODST is the next Halo game I have to play. Um, I haven't played... I beat Halo 3 about six, five weeks ago. Okay. And yeah, I haven't picked it up, ODST yet, but I intend to. I just Breath of the Wild kind of scooped me up for like three weeks. But be, between, other than Last of Us Remake, hopefully, well, maybe Splatoon. I'm going to get to ODST, at least ODST, um, by the end of the year. I hope to finish Reach by the end of the year, but I'm going through them at a slow pace, but slow and steady wins the race here. So yeah. I'm still eager to play them. Nice. Sean. Not here, Sean. Sean. (laughs) Apparently he's been replaced. That's what he said in chat anyways. But Sean apparently said skip ODST and go to Reach. I actually would defer from that. I think ODST is actually a good game and you might might actually like it. Sean, how about this? I'll go to Reach if you tell me your PS4 username. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God, no. Yeah, Garrett Bland also agrees ODST is also the best. So there you go. So you should definitely play it at some point. But that's awesome to hear that you're finally... (laughs) 
finally talking about uh, playing the Halo games. I'd love to see it. But, <laughs> no deal. Sean Capri says no deal. But so anyways, we should probably wrap up this show. But thank you once again for filling Sean's impressively large shoes today. I really appreciate you coming on the show with us, Taylor. But before we go, where can people find you? Thanks. So uh, I am not on Twitter because I'm not on Twitter. Right. And but other than that, you can find me at um, podcasting over at Save the Game Media. I have a podcast called No Limits, a PlayStation podcast. And I'll get you my link so we can throw them in the show notes and stuff like that. But you just Google Save the Game Media. You'll be able to find our website or if you search No Limits, a PlayStation podcast or on all your favorite podcast services, you can find me there. And I also on another podcast once a week, usually called I Hate My Friends, where me, Kevin Ainsworth, and other members of our podcast network just talk about whatever we want. It's basically podcast network sweet hangs. Nice. And um, yeah, and we have a Nintendo podcast income that I'll be a host for and a gaming, fitness, cooking podcast that I'll be launching in September as well um, as part of the Patreon over there. So you guys got a lot so of many podcasts over there. Yeah, we, all of a sudden, it's his, it's all Kevin, man. He's he's working me to the... No, I'm just kidding. God, y'all but, are turning into us now. Or, or maybe, I think we yeah. need... That just means we need more... We need more Carpool Gaming podcasts, clearly, to try and keep up with course, the surge of, of podcasts over at uh, at Save the Game Media. But I, yeah. I, again, I'm, I've been super proud to, to see you guys grow ever since, you know, making the change over the Save the Game Media. And I, I have a lot of respect for what you guys do over there. Um, so just keep up the awesome work, man. That's all I got to say. But... Yeah, thank you. And no thanks to Sean for not being here. I, I can't believe he would miss I'm just kidding, Sean. I filled your clown shoes just fine. Uh, okay. As for me, well, you filled his pants, by the way, just like Lumpless said in the chat. Pants. Yeah. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. I'm, I'm, you know, tweeting a little bit now and then, but you can find me over there if you'd like to, to follow me. You also find, follow us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming. If you want to follow, talk to Court Lalonde, he's over there. You also follow us on the, the YouTube at youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming, on Patreon at patreon.com slash Carpool Gaming, on podcast services around the globe. So for TPR slash Taylor, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 254 of the Xbox Drive, and we out. Bye. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Ryan. I really enjoyed this. It was a great time. Sean, why you're not here? Why aren't you here? I really like Gamescom. My speed looks really cool. All right, bye. And you go play Halo 3 ODST ball. The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so thankful to the nearly 90 patrons who support us each and every month especially our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from Quest for Pixels at youtube.com slash quest for pixels. Dallas Ford, the co-host of The Blame Game. You can support Dallas on YouTube and get these guys to 100 subs. Emily O'Kelly, Trucker Sloth, Jonathan Brown with his new album In My Element on Spotify and Apple Music, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Skinny Matt, who hosts Carpool Gaming Community Game Nights. Please follow him at twitch.tv slash K. All the notes for these ultimate producers are in the show notes. Click on every single one and support them because they support us at this ridiculous level. Platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Marcus McCracken, Becky Rubin Navarro, and RJ Kern, and all of our gold members, Anna, Argo, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Nagachaka, The Snack Network, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. If you'd like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you. Thank you.